Welcome to the Pursuit of Peace podcast. My name is Parul and I am obsessed with everything holistic health and spirituality. I am determined to uplevel my mind, body and spirit to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. I truly believe that we're all looking to create a sense of lasting inner peace through all our pursuits in life. Health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, business, jobs or a college degree. Whatever that might look like for you at the moment, the goal is same. To find that blissful state, that lasting joy and inner peace. And the intention behind this podcast is to share my quest for inner peace so that might kickstart your journey to discover the source of that true lasting joy and bliss that I feel can only be created from the inside out. Welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Peace podcast. Today I am going to talk about my relationship with money growing up, a lot of themes in my life which influenced the relationship that I had with money, which is what created my money reality. So, I'm an Indian. I was born in India in the northern part and I am an Asian. So, I was born into a patriarchal conservative society. Now why I say this is because there are varying degrees of patriarchy and I feel I landed up in a pretty decent environment but that said I saw my mom not having an equal voice or her opinions being upheld like I saw my dad whatever he said was the final word there was not a lot of discussion there were conflicts and arguments but they were silenced by the person who had a louder voice which was my dad and i love my parents they were doing the best that they could provided what they knew but this is what a dysfunctional society looks like we accept a lot of things which are considered normal even though they're not um a partner not having a voice in a household where she is an important character and plays an important part is not okay so as a little girl i saw my future in my mother she didn't matter what she desired her aspirations her opinions her boundaries it didn't really matter so i did not want to end up like my mom i believe that if my mom had her own money her own life somehow she would also have a voice and this is not to say that she was not given any money my dad literally handed over all his monthly income to my mom to handle the household but in the sense that she didn't really have a say in terms of what she liked what she didn't like what was okay with her and not okay with her in her life in her married life and that's where i feel if she had her own money if she went out and worked and earned her own money then she would have a certain kind of power which money does bring up for us now the direct message that i got by seeing all of that was that being born a girl puts me at a disadvantage because i'm less than and i didn't want to be less than anyone so unknowingly i was performing all my life to be seen as an equal i studied hard i became a good girl I studied harder at subjects that I disliked but but were important so that I could get more praise and love so there was a time I did not like math at all but I started getting good at it because everybody would value it 
of course i did start enjoying studying math at some point but the starting point was that i really wanted to be liked and wanted to be the favorite child uh now my mom was an educated woman as someone who had almost finished her phd in economics but she sacrificed her career for the family as a woman i had a deep seated belief that my desires didn't matter but i must play this game because there is very little space to make mistakes as a girl and it's true if you are listening and if you're acquainted with the indian culture the asian culture you would understand that for girls the stakes are much higher because the two choices they have in households like mine in some households they don't have the choice that i had um was to either be good at studies and get a job and get independent soon enough financially at least and the other choice is to take it easy and then getting married off pretty soon that is the reality or that was the reality when i was growing up at least in my household and what i saw around me and this is something similar to what i hear my cousin is going through these days either you go for higher studies or you get married and if god forbid if you're perceived as a woman or a girl who wants to enjoy her journey your fate is sealed marriage is the end of that road so i saw that happening with another cousin of mine who was married off at the age of 20 because what good will it bring by educating a girl and spending money when she has to get married off anyway so as a little girl i understood that working hard was my only choice which was directed towards my studies at a young age and i kid you not it's it's strange that at such a young age i could perceive those things but it was only recently that i was told that when i was around 19 one of my closest uncles he told my dad that what was the point of educating me further because anyway marriage is the final destination for all girls so it wasn't like this was all in my head i was absorbing everything that was happening around me just like little children do so at home i used to try really hard to be enough by saying the right things doing the right things and studying super hard to prove my worth and this is about self worth something that we all have by virtue of being born but i was somehow trying to earn it in the eyes of people who already had filters on and this is where i'm talking about how a girl child is not the same as a male child and this is the reality of my society because it is believed that us girls will not carry the legacy forward so we're seen as not equal and while male children are celebrated female children when they are even born they're looked upon as a burden now i'm not saying my parents viewed me like that but definitely a lot of people around me viewed it like that um and i projected this sense of self worth even when it came to for instance my jobs it didn't matter how hard i worked i did not feel deserving of being compensated as much as a man because my self worth was linked to my gender that of being a female a woman a girl of course what perpetuated it more was the fact that already there wasn't equal pay for the same work for men and women at the workplace now in a culture where a son's birth is celebrated and a girl's birth is 
frowned upon. The messaging ranges from outright in your face to subliminal where a woman's role is limited to the kitchen while men have agency over their lives, which is something that I saw in my family. I'm not saying every family is like that, but this is what I saw in my family. So men are allowed to make mistakes because they can be forgiven. It is allowed. Now, also in school, the same cycle is perpetuated. Instead of a healthy learning environment, we were pitted against each other and we felt not enough. I felt not enough because I wasn't the number one student no matter how hard I tried. And I felt this immense pressure to prove myself and I judged myself based on the marks that I got in every little test and with every other achievement or the lack of it. So I felt super insecure. Self-esteem was really low. I looked at the system where there were certain students which were made to stand up on the podium and the rest of us would stand down and look up at them. And they were there were a chosen few who were given a lot of love and accolades. And later on in life, I realized how regressive this education system is. Even though I went to one of the best schools, this entire system of separating certain children from the rest of the crowd creates pressure on both of the groups. One has to perform consistently to keep up and the other will feel not good enough. So this theme of not good enough was always there and it reflected in my money reality later in life as well. Now the other theme which was there very directly around money was that we don't need money. Money does not matter. What is the need for more money when we can make do with less? We can work hard, be honest, and then be happy with whatever we get. So I always believed that it's okay to work hard, to put in efforts towards something, um, even in my job. But when it came to being compensated for it, I would want to look the other way because there was shame around being associated with money because money-minded people were bad. So you see how shame is so pervasive. It, it's, it goes from one area of our life to another area. I felt a lot of shame or not enough feelings because I was born as a girl and that decided my self-worth and what I felt I deserved in life. And this, this translated also into my money beliefs, what I felt I deserved in life in terms of money. And then there was shame with I, with even wanting money, with being the kind of person who really wanted money. So working hard was a theme that was okay. Working towards my goals was okay, but wanting money was not okay. Giving was okay. Even over giving was okay. The way I saw my mom over giving to my dad's family, to us, everybody around her, but receiving was not good. And receiving money was really not, not, not good because the perception around money is that if you're money-minded, you're bad. And I don't even know what this phrase money-minded means because who would actually judge somebody who said, oh, you're you're education-minded? I know that's not a phrase, but this is one of the examples that holds true for me because everybody valued education is something that would be put on a pedestal oh my god this person wants to study and that is so good it is but why is wanting money 
through the right channels through honesty bad again it's because of the programming we have around us that only dishonest people can make money honest people can't make money we should not even talk about money because money does not matter what matters is being happy in life and i don't understand what is this connection with being happy without money of course of course happiness is an inside job but at a very basic level your survival needs have to be fulfilled in order for you to be happy and this is where money comes in because money helps us to cover our needs and then also desires why not support our desires as well but there was a certain sense of pride in not wanting money as if there was a moral high ground in in not in not desiring money so that was one theme why i didn't want money when i felt not enough around money and i didn't feel deserving of it money did not come into my life when i thought money didn't matter and it was something evil about wanting to have money that i was be labeled as a money minded person and that was something to be frowned upon or i had to be evil and dishonest to have money money would not come into my life because what was the relationship i was creating with money i was creating a relationship with money where i didn't want to look at it when money was something dirty but is it is money dirty inherently it's made out of paper it is something that us humans invented created to barter goods instead of exchanging a goat for food so how can it be inherently good or bad we're projecting our beliefs our fears everything onto money and then money is simply responding like any other thing in life the third theme that i want to talk about is women being dependent on men for money and this is again an example that i saw in my household i saw this happening with my mom who was dependent on my dad for money and it's not like she had to ask for it my dad like i said earlier would readily give all his money to my mom to spend on the household on our education on our food even with our limited resources um i i did believe that a woman couldn't be completely independent when it comes to her life and she has to be dependent on men for money uh, to provide in terms of finances and this is something i uncovered very very recently so when i started doing my first job my subconscious hidden belief about being able to have big money only through men came up front but like i said it didn't happen immediately i didn't realize when i started working that this is a hidden belief for me this happened when i started doing a lot of money manifestation work and i started going deeper with my beliefs i saw a lot of women around me who and this is something that i'm talking about my coaching journey now i'm f- jumping timelines but when i started my coaching business i was a health coach earlier for those of you who don't know that um i saw a lot of women around me who started their businesses with ease because they were supported by their husbands their husbands were the main breadwinner these women were not working uh, so they were dependent on their husbands to finance them finance their certifications finance their business put in the money and i used to feel so frustrated and i used to say of course if i had a husband who supported me if i didn't have to worry about money 
I would do the same. And it felt very unfair to me. But now I can look back at it and say that, A, there's nothing wrong with good men to provide for women, for women in their lives, their wives. There's nothing to feel bad about. And the second thing is that it was confirming my beliefs, what I already believe to be true, that a woman can be financially stable only when she's supported by a man. And that is why I was pushing away money coming my way because the universe can't override my own free will. It can't go and show me something that I don't believe in, whether it is conscious or subconscious. So this persisted until I unraveled it with some of my mentors who had started out on their own, women who had started out their businesses on their own without any support from any sort of man. And this is when I started noticing this belief and subsequently started changing it for myself. Yeah, so that was one of the important themes in my life around money, um, a belief that was hidden. Now, another one was that I didn't matter. So when I didn't matter, then I also didn't matter when it came to money. So I spoke about the fact that money didn't matter. But this is closely linked to the first thing that I talked about, which is related to my self-worth, which is like, I don't matter. I mean, there's one thing to not feel enough, but also to feel that I don't matter because I'm not seen, I'm not heard the same way as a guy is heard in the society. And when I don't matter, then what I do does not matter as much either. It doesn't matter how many gold medals I have or which schools I went to or what is the quality of work that I'm doing, that I'm pouring in extra hours to feel worthy of the money that I'm earning. But since I don't matter, money doesn't matter either. I never really cared about earning or learning about uh, personal finances because that was a goal that was far away. Add to it the conditioning around women not being good with finances and I never bothered about money because if I didn't matter, then the money that's coming in is a bonus. I didn't even deserve that money. And then this this belief, women are not good with finances or money. Who decided that women are not good with finances? God knows. But this is such a conditioned belief. It's not true. As I started learning more about money, if I'm a smart, intelligent woman who can study hard, who can get good marks, who can get good jobs, work at them, then how is it that I'll not be good with money? It is only because of my lack of interest. It's only because I am not looking that way. And one reason why I'm not looking that way is because I don't feel enough, because I feel I don't matter. So my life, my personal life, my personal finances, they don't matter either. And then add to it the fact that I'm not good with money. Women are not good with money. So of course, I'm not good with something that I haven't educated myself about. This is the same as saying that, oh, children are not good with letters. Of course, they're not good with it when they've not learned anything about letter or language or they've not started speaking. It is a gradual learning process. Last but not the least, I want to focus more on not feeling enough. Since this fear was so strong, it did not matter how much money was there in my bank account. It could have been a million dollars, which it wasn't. 
I always lived in lack because I felt there's not enough and I projected this energy on money. Something that I see a lot of women feel around money. So when I interact with women in my groups, um, in my private Facebook group, not in my groups, um, where I host more in-depth trainings, I will link the group in the show notes. I see this come up a lot. Women just don't want to look at their bank accounts because they are constantly living in lack. They fear that there's never enough. In fact, one woman told me that even though she has a lot of money in her bank account, she doesn't want to look at it. She has about 100,000 in Indian currency, which is a decent amount of money. So that's how my money reality shaped up. And I don't know if I mentioned it earlier that money wasn't supposed to be a noble pursuit either. It wasn't spoken about, so nobody would be intimate with it. But have you noticed that people who have money talk about money? It is not a taboo. It's simply an amplifier. It makes us more of who we already are. Good, bad, evil, greedy, generous. It is only the meaning that we give to what having it or not having it makes us. And how we get to have more money is how we start behaving around it. It's not like money changes people. People change based on the amount of money that they have or don't have or who they feel they become when they have it and who they feel they are not when they don't have money. So it's not like money is to be blamed. And if you desire, if you desire to have money, you have to dig deeper. You have to dig deeper and see what are your money patterns that are shaping your money reality, just like my money story was. We all have a story around money and we all have a story about ourselves, our self-worth, what we deserve in life. And we always, always get what we think we deserve in life, whether it is in our relationships, um, our romantic relationships, our familial relationships, or our relationship with money. We always get what we think we deserve. And until unless we go back and look at our patterns, it is very difficult to undo them. I had no idea that I was carrying all these beliefs about myself and then I was projecting them onto money and quite honestly we project whatever it is that we feel on everything around us. So our job is to do this inner work and if you would want to delve deeper into this world of money manifestation, I am so willing and happy to invite you to my free private Facebook group for women. If you want to identify and become an abundant woman, I'm here to teach you all about the energetics and also some of the practical steps. Because if you have a desire to have more money in your life, you will get there. There's nothing stopping you except from the beliefs that you have and the beliefs that limit you. All right, so that's all for today. Please give this podcast a review if you like this episode. Give it a rating so that more people can find it and this knowledge can benefit them as well. It is my mission in life to reach as many women as possible and empower them when it comes to their money reality.
If you've made it this far, I am so happy that you've given your precious time to listening to this. And I'm so, so grateful for having you here. Come join me in my free private Facebook group if you want more in-depth trainings and want your questions answered directly by me. I'm linking the group in the show notes.